Welcome back, my friends. This is another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I'm starting on another project. I've done several of these over the past couple of years. I'm doing starting another one this week. And what I try to do is data mine for some pair contracting data. So what I'm trying to understand is for you know if I'm doing it today, what I'm probably going to look for is last year. Uh, number, first reason I'm going to look for last year is because the pandemic made a mess of everything. But normally I'll look back about that far because what I'm trying to get a sense for is I want adjudicated claims. I want claims that have been processed and paid and so that I can get a sense for by CPT code, by primary insurance, what are my top CPT codes? Who are my top payers? What's my payer mix? And what are my top payers reimbursing for those top CPT codes so that we can get a sense around pair contracting. And I've got some friends that'll do some analysis based on that data to say, hey, Blue Cross is low here or Aetna is low on these codes or we ought to ask Cigna for more on these codes or whatever. But we need the fundamental underlying analysis to do that. So what I'll do is I'll go to the practice management system and say, give me all the CPT codes that were paid, let's say, again, for the year 2019, and tell me who's the primary insurance, what's the CPT code. Sometimes, depending on the practice, it might make a difference by location, especially if you're multi-state or something like that. Sometimes we'll look at payers or payer, uh, excuse me, not payers, but providers and provider categories. So we can see things like, well, you know, the uh, primary care guys are getting paid this and the the uh, specialists are getting paid that, or this um, subspecialty in orthopedics is getting paid this and this subspecialty is getting paid that. Sometimes the who the provider is matters. But the objective is to drill in and say, what are we getting paid by payer for these different CPT codes? And so we can say, hey, you know, Blue Cross, you really ought to help us with these four codes and, and look and see what Aetna is doing for these codes or whatever and, and get a sense for it. In the process of doing that analysis, the the number one reason is to go back to the payers and say, hey, here's where you're low. Here's where we need you know better rates. But the, the secondary benefit that sometimes, depending on the practice, turns into be the primary benefit is not so much payer contracting as it is understanding revenue cycle and saying, whoa, 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 how come if I look at 2019, these claims are at least seven months old and this percentage of the claims got denied and not didn't get appealed or this percentage of the claims are still outstanding and never, you know, we never got a response from the payer or this type of claim or this percentage of claims has this problem. And as you start to try to drill down and say, hey, all these claims should be paid, let's analyze it. One of the first things I've seen on some groups is, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 let's not go to payer contracting, let's get these claims paid first. And if it's been a while since you've looked at a revenue cycle analysis, either for payer contracting or for are we getting paid, period, not how much are we getting paid, but are we getting paid, it's well worth your time to pull some data. I'd pull everything, again, 2019, forget the pandemic. Oh, we'd all like to forget the pandemic. And let's pull 2019 charges and let's look and see by primary insurance who's paying what. And on, on a lot of groups, what you may have to do is combine you know, three dozen Uniteds because we've got all these different Uniteds with a different um, billing address or whatever. And we got to put them all back into one United so we can group all the United claims together that, that have the same contract that process claims the same way and compare. But once we've made that analysis, try to get a sense for how am I doing for my United claims versus my Aetna versus my Signal versus my local pairs versus whatever. And use that again, initially for pair contracting, but look at it from a revenue cycle perspective as well. And what I've inevitably found is issues in the data 
we've never been able to look at it like this, or we've nobody's ever data mined it like this, so we've never seen the problems in the data. And then part of those problems lead to, wait, 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 wait how come we didn't appeal this claim? Or how come we didn't follow up on this denial? Or how come we didn't you know, collect on this or whatever. And it brings a lot of dollars to the table that you don't even have to go ask the payer for. You don't even have to, you know, go back and negotiate for or threaten to, you know, walk out of a contract or whatever, just to see how the revenue cycle runs and see that. And then I think another thing you might think about when you're doing this analysis is to say, all right, it looks like I've got a better contract with, say, Aetna or Blue Cross or United or whatever. But when you look at if you if you only look at the dollars, yeah, it, look, I'm getting you know ten dollars more for a nine nine two one three or whatever. But when you drill down and look at the data, you say, well, yeah, if I get paid, I get ten dollars more. But I've got three times the denials with payer A versus payer B, or I've got a bigger hassle with prior authorization, or it takes twice as long to pay, or they're going to sell three or four times as many high deductible plans, and I'm forever trying to collect from patients, and that's not nearly as efficient as getting paid $10 less, but getting it paid up front and being done with it, rather than having to fight high deductible plans all the time or whatever. You might think about all of those issues from an initial standpoint of doing a payer contracting analysis. And then once you've got that payer contracting analysis, you can always negotiate with payers. But I think the the benefits of doing the analysis go a lot further than simply getting a few more bucks per code from this pair or that pair, that kind of thing. That's my suggestion for uh, this week's big idea. Get your pair contracting data and use it not just for pair contracting, but to study your revenue cycle. And if you're like the practices I'm seeing, you'll be surprised and you'll have opportunities with the data you find. Thanks for joining me today. 